So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimCren.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. We're brought to you by the Sideshow Network and the Prime Core Group, the corporate uh, the leading corporate collection agency based in Pittsburgh, PA. Go to www primecoregroup.com for corporate collections. We're here with Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki. Johnny is out. John Evans is on the road. We'll be talking to him later, hopefully. We're going to try to call him if we can. We'll see how the technology Yay. works. we got producer Josh Folio, Dave Setemar, executive producer Frank Mergier, producer and social media guy, and Corey Gale, sound engineer, assistant sound engineer Wayne Wiles. So we have everybody here, the gang. We're at the, the studios here at Talent Network, and we're finally off the road appreciate everyone who has been downloading you know it's uh, been fun Cabo and you know some traveling we did the live show at the improv which was a ton of fun Mikey looks looks whoop Terry looks whoop from all the travel <laughs> that, that's know? Mikey man Mikey's, over. Mikey's uh, definitely tired Mikey was in Boston this last couple another another comedy competition comedy central it this was cool comedy central's one uh, i got to play right? in front of the in the historic wilbur theater in boston in front of a thousand people wow and awesome. i didn't advance but it i mean it, it, just it to was cool be there like i said yeah, I, the competitions yeah. are just crazy anyway it's just mm-hmm. for performance you know it's just so but i understand it's a way to yeah to get a chance to perform to get a chance and it's it's been a good year i'm almost kind of like the pirates in that that's kind of been a loser for the last 21 years and then in 2013 kind of broke through got a little national attention here didn't yeah. go all the way but didn't embarrass myself in the end and things are looking better for next year we're looking forward to more Wysocki. so than they were you know a year ago today, we're looking for what so. yeah when, when uh Wysocki pitchers and catchers report in february Open the air. A little more optimistic <laughs> a little this bit time of, around. Yeah, yeah the Wysocki yeah. Spring Training, which is in uh, Wilmerding. Yes, <laughs> in Wilmerding. That is where right. you're selling siding. Every year, I, I practice jokes in Wilmerding <laughs> to get ready for the next comedy yes. season. In, in, in Terry, we were on the road, you know, Cabo and everything. And you, there were a couple guys who had, had uh, you know, of our group here, of our you know family, who got uh, trouble with the ATMs, uh, you know, as yeah. far as, like, people taking identity theft yeah don't yeah. use the ones that don't first don't american cash if you're listening don't use the atms that uh spit out american cash no yeah, mexican uh, in cabo right now there's a little mexican guy going i am daddy jones <laughs> yeah he took they think i'm michael <laughs> Dick. <Daddy. laughs> they uh yeah i had used a uh atm i have parker luck that's what i call it because everybody knows me knows i love comic books and uh, <laughs> i always compare myself to peter parker i, I have that parker right. luck uh, proof of that is uh, we I used the ATM and this past Saturday when we did the live taping, I get these email alerts that I have set for my card on my account through uh, Verified by Visa. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you set the alerts, and if you use your card, you swipe it, and it'll tell you, hey, you just made a purchase of this. You went over your daily limit spending. Well, what ended up happening was I had – Looked on my email. <laughs> thousand Vicodin from and, the pharmacy guy. No, go <laughs> and as I'm looking at my email, it goes, uh, I made one purchase on Amazon for Justin Timberlake's new album. Okay. okay. And I was like, all right, that's me. Then I look at oh. my email. <laughs> then I look at my email and I go, whoa, wait a second. That, that's not me. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they just kept popping up these alerts. These Do you emails. remember the product? It was a crazy it, well, something Well, the thing weird? is, they got a hold of my pen. So they were withdrawing money until they couldn't anymore. Wow. So they wiped the account completely clean. Oh, my God. So I was just like, oh, well, my account's uh, wiped out. And then I get a call. Jeez. 
from the bank and they're like, uh, we just saw transactions in Colombia. That's not you, right? And I was like, no. They're like, we didn't <laughs> think so. <laughs> yeah, Columbia. Yeah, so someone in Colombia wiped out uh, my account. Up for from Pan Hills. <laughs> my God. So, yeah, they uh, they got me for everything. Um, really? So now, then what we, happens there? The bank? Well, the bank gives you money back, I hope, What right, they have to that? do is they have to do an investigation. So it takes a little time. So it does take time. So they're going to take a while. They're going to investigate it. And Fly to Columbia. Look at it and, <laughs> and you know, uh, bust a couple heads and then get me my money See, back. I, yeah, when, when <laughs> but, I, I did the uh, FBI uh, Citizens Academy, yeah. which is really cool, and I remember one on identity theft, and he said the debit card is, is you know, you, probably easier better to use the credit card because like yeah. you said the debit card goes to the bank account exactly thus they can really because if they wipe out your credit out. card it's like you can get it fixed but you'll still have the money on your uh checking but being it there was so much stuff that we had to use cash for down yeah there. you know the catch cabs just and to get back and st- forth yeah, and everything get some money yeah, out and, and i didn't want to walk around with you know three hundred dollars <laughs> in my pocket and run in the wrong alleyway and they'd be like hey senor come down this <laughs> way i'll get your cocaina it's <laughs> you funny know? Cause you, you know yeah <laughs> but, it's so my Parker it's, luck didn't just scary. end there. Oh, it is scary. It didn't just end there on Saturday. So after the the live taping, I go, all right, well, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Uh, our birthdays pass. You know, yep. me, Jim, Mike. We got the same, uh, close same, to the same birthday. Same birth- it's it's Mikey. Days. It's yep. Mikey first, then it's Jimmy, and then it's me and our buddy little oh, Eric. Eric yeah. And then your mom is after me. Yeah, the 15th. The 15th. We're all Libras. <laughs> so we're all Libras. Happy birthday to all Libras. <laughs> so I go, okay, well, I'll hang out with my friends. We'll kind of celebrate. We'll celebrate the whole Cabo thing, you know, the the, yeah. one, the, the national TV taping down there. and Party, yeah. We you celebrate. know, hanging out, being a finalist. Sure. And uh, so we go to the hookah bar in Oakland. I park in this lot, and there's nobody there to collect the money. And I go, well, they must have started this after a time. Okay. So I park my car there. I leave. And I came back. And nobody told me that hookah messes you up. I didn't know hookah <laughs> gets you jacked up. Well, and does anyone, it? Hookah, oh, it, hookah smoke? It gets you jacked up, man. Cause, the bubbly, hubbly, hubbly, bubbly. Where oh, that shit's going? <laughs> it was all kinds of bubbly. <laughs> because I was stumbling back to my car. I'm like, wait a second. Really? No one told me hookah does this. So um, the hookah had me messed up. Plus, I had an empty stomach. So they say you can't do Plus you work out and all that. You have and no toxins in your body at all, man. I don't all, drink. Man. I don't the, do anything. A so. little after smoking my cigar gets you high. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like, you think so I'm Ralph the, the Cat would, after after he smoked <laughs> a cigar. <laughs> yeah, so the hookah would do it to you. Exactly. So I'm going back to my car. I walk my friend back to her car. My one friend and her boyfriend go to their car. My buddy and his girl go to their car. And I go to my car, and it's not there anymore. <laughs> there's another car in the same spot. Is so, it stolen? Uh, no. See, there's the thing. I'm in denial, so I keep pressing the button <laughs> to see if it's anywhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, maybe you don't they want that, You don't want that street. night to happen. Exactly. And it got towed. What happened oh, was get towed. Okay. this parking lot, you had to put the money in an envelope and slip it under a door like it's Mission Impossible. What's this Goodfellas? You, you know put in mean? Goodfellas <laughs> parking lot? <laughs> put it like in the, the envelope. <laughs> it's like, put in the envelope, write your name give on it. Give it to Joey the Shark. If Joey the Shark doesn't see your car gets yeah. towed, <laughs> my so God, I got t- got towed. I called the tow uh, truck place. I go, uh, yeah, they're like, we're open twenty four hours. You can get your car. You coming tonight? I said, uh, what ends up happening is I have to go and get my car from uh, Hazelwood. And for people that aren't from Pittsburgh, they know where Hazelwood. Hazelwood is a hood, and it's where Wiz Khalifa is from. <laughs> okay, that's and um, so I have to walk from Oakland to Hazelwood. And you walked? I walked, and it felt it's a pretty like, good hike. Oh, it's a good hike, and here's why: there's parts of Oakland you can cut through that will make it shorter for you. But I couldn't cut through those areas walking. You have to drive. Or yeah, if you got from bike. Pittsburgh, that's two uh, neighborhoods in our city, and yeah. they're, they're kind of far. They're, they're I mean, it's, far. it is walkable, they're, but it's, like if you're you know, driving, it's within five minutes. But if you're it's walking, about a five mile, six mile walk, or whatever, exactly. So, and know, I had to cut through hike. Shinley Park. But there's, like, all kinds of parts that you can't walk Mm -hmm. on. So I walked another way, and I walked a whole different way. I called that guy at 111. I didn't get there until 330. To get my to car. To get your car. And you, it was one. You have to go cash, right? You have to, like, cash. You, well, they took the credit. Up. Thank God they, they took credit. Because wow. I had my credit card on me. It was uh, $180 to get out. So I got robbed twice <laughs> in a day. So we have a – this is proof of Parker luck. As Spider-Man, we have a successful – uh, podcast taping as Peter Parker, I get robbed twice. You know what? The it was the, crazy. The, the, the guy in Mexico that stole your identity is gonna is gonna send you the money now after hearing that story. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh, He's gonna poor, be like, oh senor, Terry. I'm sorry. I, would, I am El Terry. 
I didn't realize you were with the gym. I must have. Oh. <laughs> the gym. That was so funny. We, I mean, we did have a lot of fun uh, in Cabo. Oh, great! I mean, great it was great. Festival it was wonderful. The way they ran it was great. And and I feel like we didn't can't get, wait to do it again. We didn't get a chance to like really talk about it as much because we did the live and right. You know, we were recording in Cabo. Yeah, get to chat a lot about it. But, but yeah, Cabo's beautiful. Uh, recommend going there. It's stunning, huh? And oh, the, it, and, and the festival was fantastic. You know, like I said it was. Well done, and uh, met some great comics. And we already have the dates for next friends. year. It's going to happen again. It's we're yeah. It's and that's awesome, going to be an annual man. thing for us. I can't, I hope, I can't know, wait. Really. What, what's interesting because you know you do you do this you know do comedy for a living. You know it's uh, I was blessed to be able to you know do it on radio and do stand up for you know all those years. Uh, you know I, I graduated from IUP. You know is in business of all things, and <laughs> so you. I was looking up different college courses. To, 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 to having to read an article. Mm-hmm. These are like the strangest college courses out there right now. And I thought, these are certain courses I think I would do well. And these are real courses, by the way. Okay. Just so you get your vibe on this awesome. here. Because, Terry, you went to college, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I finished yeah, I finished at uh, Duquesne University. Yeah, you some college, right, Mikey? I started at the University of Pittsburgh. Did you, <laughs> Did you go to Pitt? Yeah, I yeah. Pitt, yeah. Well, see, yeah. I finished Duquesne. I didn't graduate. I finished. You guys, you know, there's a difference. Yeah. I was just like, strange, I'm finished did, with this. Any strange courses? Do you remember any weird courses? I actually took puppet making at IUP. <laughs> what is a... Actually, because I, I, I studied... Got an A, thank you. <laughs> well, see, I was an art major when I first started. When I lived in Alabama, I was an art major. The weirdest... Right. I didn't have weird classes, but... With art classes, you have weird situations happen, like models come in. Like we had some random cowboy come in, and we yeah. drew them. And uh, we had a uh, sure it was an art class, or was that no? I'm kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we had yes, a, Terry. It's a real class, a real school. We had a very eccentric, um, eccentric teacher. So she would make us do things like she'd be like, "Draw with your normal hand," and we draw, and then she'd be like draw with your lefts and we're like okay that's normal then she's like now draw with your mouths and i was like well, all right now, i think you're just getting off on this at yeah. this point <laughs> well you know what the, it, yeah it, well you just don't know these are real college courses here you, you pay for these three credit courses uh triton college or where that's at they actually have circus stunts oh, as a course huh. that's awesome great great wouldn't it be a great class to take like an circus extension stunts? of clown college? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, that's if you're yeah if you're getting a bachelor degree in clown college for the serious clown that you just you go dabble to, in right. clownery. You go to cir- circus stunts, which would be weird if you you fail the final, telling your parents how you screwed up circus stunts. <laughs> you know, I want to be Bullet Boy, like the they, they catching a bullet. Well, no, they had that at Kennywood. The guy that they would shoot out of a cannon, Bullet Boy. That, that was you like really? when I was little. They, remember, remember they had Bullet like the Boy? freak show? They yeah, had a freak I do remember show. the guy getting shot. Yeah, out of and, cannon, and his name was Bullet, Bullet Boy. And then somebody, wow. I remember like it was like uh, one of the picnics, and this guy was like, I hope he missed the neck. I wonder. <laughs> he just really? hated Bullet Boy that much. I don't know why. Well, you know, Bullet Boy's a star. A little bit of envy. <laughs> uh-huh. A little jealousy. Yeah, Bullet Boy got all the women you know? afterwards yeah. with a cone head. Oh, uh-huh. probably more than Kenny the Kangaroo, probably. Oh, way right? more. But yes, that. So did they. They say what you do at the circus stunts, no it's but. just like yeah circus stunts and you know yeah well yeah they'd say like gymnastics i remember okay. reading it they say it's more or less gymnastics and things it's that. not like so, sticking your head in the lion's the, mouth yeah no, there you go lines then <laughs> yeah, but these are it's a these Shaving are like a the bearded lady <laughs> <laughs> these are like accredited accredited <laughs> classes like for Paliachi. instance uh at uh center college uh has of course the art of walking oh i'd be all over that oh yeah I would put this. It, this would be, so do they teach you different walks, like pimp walks and and George uh, Jefferson stuff stretch. like that? Yes, George Jefferson's the, art, yeah, of, there the you art of walking, the Richard Pryor you know? walk. You literally just have to walk. You don't have to talk to pass the course <laughs> to get through. I wonder how they grade that. You know? I, yeah, really. It's like, like I he guess, was limping a little bit. There's not. <laughs> you trip. You, yeah, you're not gonna mm-hmm. be or something. They have a tree climbing at Cornell University. Oh, I'll take that. Tree climbing. I would take that. I don't know if I would take that there. Would you, you fall out a tree? You get in, then, then you're screwed for your circus class. I mean, you can't, I mean, you're going <laughs> to that would be dangerous, right? If you get prepped to climb a certain tree to get an A, I would Michael think. Jackson would have had an A plus in that. He would crush it. Remember, he was climbing trees left and right. Like I love trees. He had a weird, yeah, he had weird. This sound. Yeah. I'm reading. This sounds like Michael Jackson's curriculum for college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah circus dance or water walking. Illinois, University of Illinois. Uh, in this article, they have a course 
on Oprah. How about that on wow. Oprah Winfrey at the University? Uh, this is the University of Illinois. That's a pretty oh, cool. Of yeah, that's a. It's I mean, time, she right? is she is Illinois. But, uh-huh. Wow, she's bigger than Jordan in Illinois. Yeah, but could you imagine? Your, what what are you gonna get out of that? I guess. Well, I guess maybe learn how she's made money or how she, her success, her story. I guess, but the entire course. Is on Oprah. We're, I don't know. The professor at the end, you know, you know, gives away. We're giving away an A, and starts screaming. <laughs> you have to gain and lose weight throughout the course. <laughs> you have to pretend to like Doctor Phil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody screams at you. What in the world were you thinking? Over and over. It teaches men how to become a steadman. You know Ooh, what I mean? yeah. How to get a rich woman and just be there forever. That, no, that's uh-huh. a, yeah, probably if you get your doctorate, you have to take Stedman. Stedman. Right? Yeah, that's your doctorate in Working. Oprah. Yeah, one of my doctorate <laughs> in Oprah. One of my thesis on Stedman. Yeah, that's, I just, you know, it's pretty, it's amazing. How do you tell your parents you're taking, a, you know, a course on Oprah? They, now, the, these are, and this is, you know, great schools. MIT, these next two, MIT in Berkeley, okay? Two prestigious mm-hmm. colleges in MIT they offer a course in soap operas that is something i can do. i can do this that's legitimate i can get into MIT with it now, but at MIT i mean do you want your engin- your future engineer knowing what's going on in soap <laughs> operas well what if they have to lie about a crisis like maybe like, that's what you like. know the end of the world comes and the engineer created something to only save certain people you know what I mean? And they have to be able to lie about it it's, on TV. It's weird because yeah. it's a dying it. medium. There's hardly any soap opera. I know. Who do you, who, you know watching right. soap opera? That's MI, that's my an grandma. MIT. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Just <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. My grandma religiously. Grandma, 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 grandma. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> also, MIT offers a pro wrestling course also, by the way. Oh, I'm going to MIT. Why, right? why have I not Is gone like to MIT? Is it like an appreciation of pro wrestling? Or I guess the history of and appreciation. So you get a degree as an engineer while learning to be a wrestler, which includes drama in wrestling yes, for the yes. storylines, which explains the soap opera. Professor. Uh-huh. So you Professor learn Hogan, how to be a wrestler. Until <laughs> <laughs> like, a oh. thesis on the Iron Sheik. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is nuts. I follow him on Twitter. I guess. You know, He's crazy. Uh, Ber- well, oh, Berkeley, uh, as since we're on the subject of Mr. Berkeley, Judge Judy is what the course is. You take a course in Judge Judy at Berkeley. Does she yell at you the whole time? It's <laughs> No, you break down her arguments. You, uh, you, oh, on Judge Isn't Judy. Isn't it odd? It's, yeah, I mean, I just find this very strange. That is very odd. Th- these are all college classes that you can take. Don't none of these damn college classes uh, transfer. Well, of all those, none which of the one, I, I think, sir, I, I, I mean, How I, much I, do they cost at MIT or Berkeley? Oh, uh, could you right? imagine? Oh, There's student like, loans on that. You gotta take out a student loan to learn Oprah. Instead yeah, of reading her book and watching her show and watching Color Purple. What if you fail? <laughs> you gotta do that. Like I said it'd be, it'd be sad. I think of all of my, I would go for circus stunts. I, I would go to one, MIT. Right? MIT has a lot to offer. I mean, between Judge Judy drama True. and wrestling, you, you can Oprah. you can become something <laughs> and an engineer. <laughs> uh, engineering, you can engineer your own finishing. Oh move. no, Illinois is Oprah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, didn't want to mess that up. You're right. Pro wrestling and soap is great, but circus stunt. Could get you become the next bullet boy at Kennywood, though. <laughs> That'd be good. I do want to. It's only up from there. I want to know whatever happened to Bullet Boy. I'm a Google. I do too. I wonder what happens when you go on from being, you know, in the circus. Like I remember, I was I was I was doing stand up in, in Syracuse, New York, and they had the uh, the New York State Fair, and I remember going to the State Fair with a bunch of people, a bunch of friends, and I saw that there was a huge line. And it was sold out, but I got tickets for Otis the Frog Boy. <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> sold out. I'm, yeah. I mean... I had never been to a state Otis. fair like this. This the is a big-time state fair. And they had the butter sculptor and the whole thing. But Otis the Frog Boy was what everyone's talking about, seeing Otis the Frog Boy. And, uh, and I'm excited, and I have the tickets and our friends and... <laughs> from the club and we're all there and waiting in line and people are talking about Otis the Frog Boy and how he's at the last <laughs> fair or whatever and I'm even wondering what does Otis the Frog Boy do and Otis the Frog Boy they had like a little opening act or something some music get some music I once opened for Otis the Frog Boy <laughs> yeah see <laughs> who, who was the opener I uh, just somebody playing just playing like guitar or something it's like a little you know, like music it's like a stage show it's like mm-hmm. we were in a tent though they, like Otis had a stage you know <laughs> <laughs> Which I imagine Otis being like a prick backstage. I'm Otis the Frog Boy. Now, you know who M&Ms? I am? Yeah, I know. you know who I am. Yeah. 
Otis uh, had no arms or anything, and he was little, and, lo- and he looked like a frog. <laughs> he looked like a face looked like a frog. And the, and he, and he, <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> true story. <laughs> was he green? No, sort. Yeah, you know, weird shape, but not green. You know, they should have went veins. Like they should have went for the makeup, but he probably had no sunlight. Thinking back, you know, but they didn't. <laughs> he just looked like a frog. You know, bug eyes kind of thing. And, <laughs> and, I, and it, but there's no arms or anything. And he's these long, skinny legs and his weird feet that looked kind of webbed. You know, like little wet, not full web, but like little webs, like uh-huh. kind of. And he did look like a frog. <laughs> And the crowd goes nuts <laughs> when he walks out. They glitter. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. It he was, was a rock star. yeah. He was a rock star. What Otis does he do? They just people just look at him. Did he hop around and do I, anything I cool? Just pictured him in a limo with groupies or something. Yeah. No. Here's what he does. Feed him. Flies. I'm waiting for this. He walks out. <laughs> no. This is what he does. He, with his feet, rolls a cigarette. He takes. The, <laughs> he takes the paper out. And he, with his feet only, don't forget, no arms. Mm-hmm. In his little mouth, and he holds it up with his feet, and then he gets the tobacco. He put it in, he rolled the cigarette, and then he had it between his toes, the cigarette, and he lit it with the other foot. And he lit the cigarette, and he smokes the cigarette with his toes, with his feet. Cried wow. goes nuts. That's his finale? That's the only thing he did. Oh, that's all he does. Oh, he came it. out and did a finisher. That seven, was it. eight minutes. Drop the mic. And he drops the mic, and he's there. I'm out. He, I'm out. And he is out of there. Hey, Chris rocked the stage with his foot. He Chris dropped the mic. And uh-huh. he, but he does that. Did he talk? No. That's the beauty of it. It's his power with wow. the crowd. No talk. Just did the cigarette thing, lit it, smoked it. <laughs> Boom! Done. Crowd. Good night. Good night. Crowd going nuts. When he lit the cigarette and took a puff, trust me, I was in that crowd, caught up in the frenzy. <laughs> that dude had huh? had the biggest ego ever. And this was years ago. And I still remember Otis the Frog Boy. You're right. He probably who knows. He might have had the Frog Boy. He had it going on. I don't know what he was getting paid, but wasn't enough. Oh man. I mean, he sold out. Yeah. Man. So that was yeah. So it reminded me of Bullet Boy. Bullet Boy. Otis the Frog Maybe, Boy. Yeah. Now, whatever happened to Otis the Frog Boys? But I <laughs> There's know. a job better than stand-up comedy. Right? I'm Throw a cigarette with your toes and call it a night. Call it a night, man. That's an inf- <laughs> yeah. But you got to admit, he put his time in to work on that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You know. He went through a lot of pain. He yes. Made, he made it look easy. He did. A lot of practice. <laughs> Looking like a frog. You know, easy. be a frog. <laughs> got cut down, too. So you got to cut the minutes out. I got to cut a minute out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Give me five minutes. Otis worked his way up. He was <laughs> His, and roll his, it quick. When he came to Pittsburgh, it was Billy the Yenzer who he was his he, opener. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he sold out. You know, this is a, a segment of the show that we're uh, going to start every once in a while. We're going to please uh, give us give us your your comments at mail mail at jimkren dot com, and we have uh, a new segment. Ask Jimmy, and we'll grab a question. That you ask me, and all of us can can we jump in? So not just you know, it's just we're mm-hmm. just titling and ask Jimmy, and I'll of course you know, give an answer. And you guys give your you know two cents also. Sending your questions to Mister Crin. Mail at jimcren dot com. Uh, ask Jimmy. Go to jimcren dot com there, and we'll read. We'll grab one question. We'll grab one question, and and we'll answer it because I figured. When, speaking of college, you know, eight, eight years at IUP. In puppet making classes, six years at community college, um, four years online universities. Uh, why, why have it go to waste? Exactly. Right? Do- you're really Doctor Crane. Why not is- bring it? Right, Doctor Crane. Exactly. So we thank. Uh, let's see. We got. We got. We'll just give the first name uh, uh, to save for the embarrassment from people at work. Mm. Going, yeah. ask <laughs> Jimmy. You know, <laughs> we're, we're we're honored you, you did this here, Mary. Mary from Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and this is open all over the country. Welcome your your email. Mary asks uh, the question: uh, Do worms sneeze? We're asking <laughs> Jimmy this week. Mary, worms do sneeze. Um, the problem is they don't have any arms or anything to cover their little noses when they sneeze. So uh, they do. They don't like it. They try to hold the sneeze in because it's embarrassing in front of other worms. They, they get, you know, worm snot everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they do yeah. sneeze. That's why we don't see it because they, they hold it in front of us. Mm-hmm. And then they wait for us to walk away. Then then they'll let it go. Then they'll let it sneeze. 
but they do sneeze. Yes, that that's the answer to that. You guys want to add anything? No, to they words? try to hold in the sneeze, and that's and what it does is it causes them to poop out soil. That's so that's from true too. that strain from holding all right. all the uh, right, you know, the sneezing. Snot. It just puts out a lot of soil. So this is why you use them for uh, your compost. Right, and other worms aren't around to say God bless you. Yeah. So if you yeah. see a worm, you see him do a little shake, maybe yeah. sneezing, wouldn't hurt to say God bless you, though. <laughs> and that's why he's out there. Thank you. Now that that's yeah, there you go. That's ask, ask Jimmy for the way. That's that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here to help. Always spread knowledge. Unsolved that mystery. Yeah. Any any worm knowledge, Mike? You want to throw in there? No, no. I've nothing. I'm pretty much covered. All the I worm thought. knowledge I have just obtained in the last few minutes. Yeah, I pretty much. Co- I thought we covered it pretty good there. Yeah, I, I think we did. You know, there's a lot of uh, scientific things that we said there, and Discovery Channel will probably be calling us. You know. To do a no that's restriction what, that's, show. That's where I get most. And to that's where I get most of my science knowledge. By oh, exactly. The way. I mean, we know that they sneeze. Uh, yeah, I learned, and I it's a it's a really serious epidemic that that worms love are out there discovery, and I love the guy that eats bugs, Andrew Zimmerman or whatever. Now, love the bug guy, Otis the Frog Boy. God, oh, that guy, Andrew is Andrew Zimmerman or is that his name, Josh? Look at love that guy's name, Andrew Zimmerman. Is it on? Is he? What's he on? Discovery or Travel Channel? I always mix the two up. Travel core. He's on the Travel Channel. He's the guy who ate his boogers when he was in third grade. Remember the kid eats anything? He's you know eats snot or anything. He grew up to become a television star. This guy, and he eats the, the weirdest things. Like you know, he loves the gross. But he eats scorpions. Have you seen this guy, Mikey? Yeah, I've seen any live animals like yeah, like scorpions and different. He's bugs, always eating like, like scorpions and ants and, and stuff. But he's four hundred pounds somehow. I don't know how he's doing. I didn't realize. Was he dipping them in chocolate when I'm not looking? I have no idea. How he's doing this, but yeah, yeah, he's amazing, amazing. That that's it's my idol actually. I'd love that job. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would want to stand in for the eating of the bugs. Yeah, I don't mind the travel part. Could you eat things like that? You know, in other countries when they have like they show the ants in a bowl and, and Andrew Zimmer, Z, what's his name again? Zimmer. Zimmer. He says, uh, "Well, they eat in you know in Chinua, China, the yeah. ant, uh, refried ant is good for you, and you eat the ant, and the guy eats." Then they, he joins them in eating. Yeah, or they kill a bird and its heart's still beating, and they eat the heart or something disgusting. That is like actually that. good. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I'm what? But yeah, exactly, Mike. What's that? Could you do that if you were in the no. country and, and you had the family there and you don't want to insult them or anything, and they, and they just give you a little wasp soup or something? And, and you know, go ahead, Mike, eat. I don't think me. so. He's slicing up a camel hump or something. Yeah. I don't think I could do that at you know, all. Camel I, hump flambe. And I, uh, I couldn't do it. There was could some, you do it? There was some bug that I did eat. You ate a bug? Um, it, it comes, like, they Why? sell them. They sell them at... <laughs> They sell them in different flavors, and they kind of taste like the shells of sunflower seeds. But it was really? like uh, I think someone's playing a practical joke. No, no, no. It's a box. <laughs> <laughs> they got like uh, maggots, and uh, uh, you, they're, they're. Are they're, you kidding? I'm serious. They're dried up. Yeah, I think. And they have. <laughs> I think I saw have, that show. <laughs> what were they? Crickets. They're chocolate covered. They were crickets. No, they're not chocolate covered, but. You do eat them, and you just you just got to pop the whole thing in your mouth so you can just deal with it. Really? But there was like crickets, and there were these um, maggots. They sell them at like Hot Topic, and they're flavored. They had like barbecue flavor, and you just eat them. I, I got to wow. grab some next time I see some. You, you'll love Bring them. them in. Oh, they taste good. You get all kinds of protein. I don't. That's Build the all deal. Kinds of muscle. That's the deal. They're all, all protein, protein. They say yep. right. Yep. You and get all kinds of protein. I. I gotta, tell, you gotta put I, all that I in got, your system. I gotta be lost. That, cl- that clear all that up. You fiber I gotta be lost everything in the woods or something. To eat that though. I, I mean, I have to be lost. I don't know if I can just go to the supermarket or or just eat them. If you bring them to, I don't know, man. Oh, you'll you'll probably like them, man. I'll try it, one. It was, I guess it was very weird. That, what was the other thing that? Uh, remember the Indiana Jones movie and how traumatizing that was? Temple of Doom <laughs> for people when. You saw them cut open the snake, and they were eating baby snakes and oh, the yeah, monkey yeah, brains, and they the, were eating like the what was it—the back of scarab beetles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I just couldn't get into. That. I don't think. See that in other countries, maybe that catches on. I don't know. I cannot imagine. Though you know, where did this, where does in where in Ecuador or some or somewhere in the Middle East or something? Oh, dear, you go to the supermarket. I'm out of maggots. <laughs> I'm out of <laughs> Pick up some maggots, please. Couple maggots for me. Some guinea pigs for dinner. Couple <laughs> maggots is so good. Well, one guy ate Just a scorpion. Heat the water up, stir fry. <laughs> good. I watched on YouTube. A guy ate a scorpion. 
That's the Zimmer eats the sc- scorpions. The stinger, something happened. He ate it, and the venom, uh, like he ate the wrong part. He shouldn't have. Danger of eating the scorpion. scorpion. He ate like the huh? tail, and yeah. the venom got to him, and it swelled him up. See, that's what I'm saying. So he can't eat. I'll yeah. eat something. You know, maybe could crack a tooth. That's a dangerous food. But the scorpion biting you and killing you. Nah, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, man. I, I'm I out. Don't know. I don't know. I'm Do out. people really eat monkey brains? Is that right? Um, well, they eat maggots. They must eat monkey brains. Like, I don't know, I don't man. Know. Somebody monkey, last I I said it would taste like vanilla ice cream. If I had monkey brains oh, and maggots, that's all we had to eat. I'd, I'd become <laughs> a vegan right now. I couldn't right. do it. No I couldn't do it. Brains. Although, if you put slaw and fries on it, I probably could eat anything. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plug. Can I get a cool monkey brain over here? <laughs> Some hot sauce on that, man. Go down to Woolies. Can I get a um, scorpion on wheat? Is that okay? <laughs> scorpion hold, on wheat. Hold the tail. Swordfish and monkey on pumpernickel. I'll tell you what, though. You deep fry it, man. I can eat it, probably. Oh, Put yeah, enough breading on there, you right? Yeah. You, you bread it out and deep fry it, man. I could probably bring it well, just, if I had to. Just to disgust people, sometimes I get calamari that's not fried. Well, if you think you about know, a calamari, right? That's kind of gross. Well, that's what it is. You can see the tentacles like and it. stuff. Uh, if the, sometimes they cook the tentacle part, and yeah. what I do is I'll order it if it's just cooked without like being fried, uh-huh. and I'll just start eating on the tentacle part, and it's just dangling out of my <laughs> mouth, and it freaks people out. I, I I just like to mess with people, troll them. All right, we're gonna change things up here. We're gonna go to Mike Wysocki, uh with Twisted Sports, and after that, we have our special guest for the show, my friend Rick Seaback. Mike Twisted Sports. I'm very excited to have Rick here, uh, Pittsburgh historian. Uh, great to have him in our town. Just and uh, so, with a nod to Rick Sevak's classic "Things That Aren't Here Anymore," I would like to talk about a Pittsburgh sports team that isn't here anymore: the ill-fated Pittsburgh Pipers slash Pittsburgh Condors. Their history started off great. They won the first ever ABA title in 1967-68 defeating the hated New Orleans Buccaneers for the first, only, and probably last pro basketball championship Pittsburgh ever had. So the next season, the owner, Gabe Rubin, abandoned Pittsburgh, moved the team to Minneapolis after the Minnesota Muskies had failed there, and it turns out the fans in Minneapolis cared even less about the Pipers. Wow, I didn't know any of this. They were, yeah, the, the very next season, he just thought, you know, it's a little cheaper. And the, I guess the ABS will have the alliteration, too. They're the Kentucky Colonels, the Minnesota Muskies, the Pittsburgh Pipers. So they moved back to Pittsburgh after infuriating the fan base. They, they won the championship in one year, so this guy left town for Minneapolis. And they were the Minnesota, Minneapolis Pipers or Minnesota Pipers. <laughs> So they move back to Pittsburgh, and then no one in Pittsburgh cares about them. The Civic Arena <laughs> averaged 2,000 people a game for the 1969-70 season. In 1970, Ruben sold the team to Jack Frost Sugar Products Company because who knows how to run a basketball team better than a sugar product company. <laughs> and they wanted to get rid of the name of the Pipers. So the front office had a Name the Team contest, and Pioneers was selected as the winner. But Point Park College, five blocks down the road from their office, already had the name Pioneers. Like, I wonder where they came up with that one. So Point Park threatened a lawsuit, and they gave up trying to call them the Pioneers and went with Condors because they were endangered. In the 1970s season, they decided to give away 13,000 free tickets for a game and still only 8,000 people showed up. <laughs> like trying to get people to the WNBA or something. No one's going to show up. <laughs> but that 8,000 was the highest attendance they had all year. They had a really good player named John Brisker, who got into so many bloody fights so often, he was named the heavyweight champion of the ABA. <laughs> One time he was ejected two minutes into a game for a vicious elbow to a Denver Rocket, and then charged back after the guy three times after he was ejected, <laughs> including when he was on the free throw line, and the police had to escort him off the game. Brisker later mysteriously died in Uganda, and according to rumor, he was wow. an invited mercenary <laughs> to Idi Amin. <laughs> that's wow. a career turn. <laughs> I, that's a career turn. So they, that one they tried the Condors one more time for the 1971-1972 season. They got a new logo. They had a big public relations blast. And then that started off wrong. They got a rookie sensation who showed up 50 pounds overweight. How do you do that when you're like 22 years old? (laughs) Show up 50 pounds overweight for basketball. They signed another good player named Howard Porter, 
who observed the Condors during the practice and decided, nah, I don't want to play here. <laughs> he wound up getting an illegal battle and wound up going to the Chicago Bulls. So that, so by the end of the season, less than 1,000 people were showing up for the games. They even played home games in Uniontown High School, which drew 1,700 people, and one in Connellsville that drew 500 people. <laughs> then they, they became the United States Condors. With a, like a common street tramp, they just stayed with anyone who called them pretty. And then they wound up staying in Birmingham and Tucson, and that was the end of it. So when people ask, why doesn't Pittsburgh have a pro basketball team, this is the reason why. That's wow. Thank you, Mikey. Great job, buddy. Thank you. I remember those. I was a little kid in his ABA teams, man. It's interesting. They started off great. They had Connie Hawkins, Hall oh, of yeah. Fame player, Connie won the Hawkins. first ever championship. Dr. J. Yeah. Was ABA, yeah, and yep. the ABA before he went just... to the Sixers. Yeah, man, it's they some talent. They it had was... a weird playoff one year when they went to the finals that one of the other teams lost because they had an unacceptable playing condition. They had to forfeit <laughs> their arena was just in just in shambles, and they had to forfeit the whole playoff series to another team. <laughs> the ABA That's... was kind of I like how the guy, the one guy, looked at just observed them and left, and he just was... yeah, he was a big free agent signing. He hung around, watched a couple practices. Uh, I'm out of here. Practice. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Of this. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It, it's so bad that people believe that the fish, uh, the say Pittsburgh, is based on a true story. That's how bad it <laughs> my, is. My, 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 my buddy wrote thing. that. Yes, yeah, one of the the classic, the uh, Dave Deshep, one of the classic Pittsburgh. Dr. J. Dr. Yeah, Dr. J. J. One my, of the great movies, man, out of cult classic out of Pittsburgh. How about my, say Pittsburgh. my dad was going to audition him and my uncle for the twins. And really? He, my uncle got sick. <laughs> really? Uh, what if <laughs> Dave, Dave want to talk about this? That would have been funny. Someday. <laughs> yeah. That was, Absolutely. It, yeah, so it's a great, I just, it was just on. It's on uh, on demand, believe it. You got to check it out. It might still be on. It's on my Verizon on demand, Efficient Save Pittsburgh. Fish to Save Yeah, it's really a, it's a cool, it's a cool movie, man. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, so, but uh, that's a nice job, Mikey. Now it's time for our special uh, guest. Uh, it's a good friend of mine uh, for many years. Uh, you know, aside of being a great guy and I'm friends, but I am a huge fan of this guy. His directing, uh, the way he uh, his film work and documentaries, he's you know award winning. They're extremely popular, not only in our city but all over the nation. With WQED, Rick Seaback with his Pittsburgh history series and all the na- and also the national work you do. Rick, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Good to have you, bud. <laughs> I love that, Mike. I couldn't tell if you were making things up or not. <laughs> you don't know it, Mike. That's what I always ask him at the end. No, it was, I didn't have to make up anything. It looked like research. got to make you know, sure. Thought, Maybe we can make this stuff up. That's really good. It's, it's funny. Uh, Rick, I wasn't just I wasn't planning the Andrew Zimmer things. But I do remember you saying you're on this Bizarre Foods. So I think you're on that show or something. Or we're on that show. Yeah, he was here uh, in late May. And you they, met him, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, this guy that used to work at QED is actually the executive producer of really? Bizarre Foods America. And uh, cool. So okay. he called me up. He works at the Travel Channel. He's been there for many years. He, he actually helped found Animal Planet. Really? And uh, He ate them. But, but now, he, now he works at the <laughs> These Travel These are the animals Channel. they didn't eat. You're getting any problem. Okay. So, uh, so, yeah, he, I, so I, I actually walked around the strip. With you'd be the, well. You'd be the greatest uh, tour guide. You know. You, no, you would be the greatest tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember walking around the strip with you. That was so fun, man. <laughs> the strip show. The strip yeah. show. The yeah. strip show. Pittsburgh history series. Uh, if you are a Pittsburgher who now lives in Florida or California or wherever. Uh, you got to get uh, one of Rick's uh, DVDs of the Pittsburgh History Series where he covers all our great neighborhoods and a lot, a lot of great things about Pittsburgh. We celebrated the other day. I was at, got, got a chance to uh, go to an event the other night celebrating Rick's uh, 26 years uh, of doing this. And uh, it is amazing, Rick. You do capture this city, but we do have a unique city, don't we? I think the so. People, right? Know, it's unique. Huh? I, I actually, I remember when I came here in 87 – I mean, I was from Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're Bethel Park guy. Right, but I had moved away, and I was away for 16 years. And when I came back, they had just done some research. And, you know, they said Pittsburgh has the most stable population of any major American city. Yeah. More people who are born here stay here. I mean, we have a high percentage of native-born residents. (laughs) So, I mean, either we're lazy or there's something being (laughs) right, you know. (laughs) Um, But I I think I tap into that. I mean— you we do. have we have an incredible for for a major city, we have a, an incredible set of shared memories. Well, the thing about yeah. your your documentaries and these you you get different. You're a good eye on catching unique 
characters of Pittsburgh, you know, because the people that, you know, you don't go after the model-y kind of people. You have the real people talking about, you know, unique things about our city. And the other thing I noticed is when I was had the honor of being on the strip show, you you worked me until I got like till you got what you wanted, and, and I didn't I didn't want to get any kind of emotional stuff. You know, I wanted to keep it light. Sure enough, Rick worked me, and we talked about my dad taking a garbage. I don't care what it was, but you see one point in that show, I get like a little misty eyed. He got me. He got me. Um, no, I remember we walked into Woolies. And you, you you talked to the fish, and yes, um, yeah, like I did as a kid. I asked, about, <laughs> I asked you about Sam Bach, and you made up some cockamamie story about That's, Sam Bach. Yeah, this is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, Sam Bach it's true. Means grocery store, like in Korean. You know? so, when, in growing there up, there's no Sam Bach. No, there is no Sam Bach. <laughs> and growing up, in, 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 yeah, and I'm like, I like, I heard of him. I never met him. And, and because you know what? When we were kids, growing up too, Kenny Oldansky. Used to, <laughs> Kenny had this whole story Mr. that he had. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big. Kenny had heard this whole story that when Sam Bach first opens up, right? You go, hey, Jimmy, Sam Bach <laughs> is the head of the Chinese mafia. Sam They got meetings up there on Sunday night. I've seen really big cars like Lincoln's and stuff pull up, and they got meetings. I'm telling you, Sam Bach. Runs this time, <laughs> and he would tell me this, and we'd all and we'd have these st- Sam Bach stories. He would tell me, you know, and I'm picturing Sam Bach ordering hits and things. It means grocery store. Oh man! So you asked a lot of some people did say they knew him or something. They, uh, oh yeah, 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 lots of people thought they knew, you know, they'd heard about Sam Bach. And all that. <laughs> um, I think it's still called Sam Bach. It is. It's a great place to get kimchi. It is, it is actually. I always go in there and get store. kimchi. <laughs> it's cool. Um, it's cool. But you know, I, I did get to walk around the strip with Andrew Zimmern, and they actually, the producer of the show and everything, had had a list of places they had already researched and they wanted to go to and everything. And yeah, they said, "Is there any place that you would go that we don't have on our list?" And I said, "Well, where'd you, you know, take?" Um, I said the only two places that I would definitely want to take you were Parma Sausage. They didn't have plans to go to oh, Parma Sausage. And uh, then also I, I love Lucy's banh mi sandwiches. The the uh, Vietnamese woman oh, yeah. right beside Bar Marco the little now. Pork or she used to be down middle? by the Vietnamese restaurant, but now okay. she's uh-huh. up on the other side. She's she's either on one side or the other of Bar Marco, depending on the day. And she makes these uh, Vietnamese sandwiches. And <laughs> it's funny, I had my brother here in Last Saturday, we were walking around the strip, and, and I said, "Have you ever had one of our sandwiches?" He goes, "No, I've never been over there." <laughs> and I said, "You got to have one." And then, but I always get them to go. I don't know. I just think that they they, they meld well. You, you know, it's them. funny. You know, what what are they? What do they? It's uh, bon mi is actually the name of the bread. It's just a, fr- a loaf of French bread, like a baguette. Okay. And then she slices it, and then she puts chicken on a stick. She has a, a grill there, and she's grilling the chicken on a stick. But then she pulls that off, and she chops it up, and then it's got like. Pickled carrots, pickled cauliflower, um, uh, onions, uh, tons of cilantro, and jalapeno peppers, and then mm. she has this weird sauce that's in the grill. It's it's you know cooking in the grill, and she puts it on. She drizzles it on with an old paintbrush. Wow! Oh, wow. And then she wraps them up in foil, and you can take them. They're just spectacular. I mean, we don't have a large Vietnamese community here, but like if you go to San Jose. There's right. banh mi there's, there's places uh, every corner, yeah. you know. That, um, that and, yeah, that's, that's unique. But hers you... are stupendous. They're really, really great. How, how many how many shows have you done? How many uh, you you have to know your number ball, ballpark for? The, there's the, about thirty two, I think, Pittsburgh shows, and uh, you know, probably a dozen national shows. Dozen nationals. Nice. Yeah. Do you prefer one over the other? Do you, does Pittsburgh over yes. give the edge because I mean, you're a Pittsburgh guy? Yes. I mean. I mean Nobody can love a national show the way Pittsburghers love a Pittsburgh show. It's true. We're yeah. proud of them. But I think if you ask me what's my favorite show uh, yeah, I've ever gonna, done, yeah. it's, it's a hot dog program, which is a national show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, it actually, you know, it ends at the O. And uh, it, that just worked out. We, right. I remember we yeah. went, it was Holy Saturday. It's, we went and, like, there were lots of <laughs> people back in town for the, you know, for Easter yes. holiday. And After a like good that. Friday, so, too, you can You know, if you, you come know. in on Holy Saturday, you go get an O-Dog. Yes. <laughs> so there, were, there were nice, you know, there were old alumni back to Pitt and all of this. Um, and uh, I don't know, you know, it was our last stop. It could have been our first stop, but it wasn't. It turned out to be our last stop. 
and and everybody's just started to talk about how the fact that you know it is the great leveler yeah everybody goes to the o it's a great meeting place you know? right and it's, like it's, th- there's no class in the o there's no class <laughs> no, no, no. everybody is everybody goes man exactly and, and actually i know the first time i ever went to the o it was the first show i did at wqed in 1987 we did a show called um, transplant town because in 1987 pittsburgh was the world capital of organ transplants Huh. We did more organ transplants in Pittsburgh than in the rest of the world combined. <laughs> Mostly because wow. of Dr. Starzl and, you know, yeah. all his immunosuppression mm-hmm. stuff and all of that. And we were supposed to uh, – we, we got permission to film, to tape, a, uh, a organ transplant with Dr. Starzl. Yeah. And so we had to be there at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're hanging out at his office and they're waiting and they're waiting for the organ to fly in and all this. And like something happens at the last minute and they say, no, it's not going to happen. We're done. We're not, we're not going with no surgery this morning. Wow. Oh, okay. And Dr. Starzl says, um, I need a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm going to go down to the O. And I said, may we follow you? And, you know, with yeah. the camera crew. Uh-huh. And he yeah. Said, I don't care. Come on. So we followed Dr. Starzl. Well, when he got down there, he realized he had no money. So he had to, like, look around for a medical student who might have some money to buy him a hot dog. <laughs> and That's it was just really great. It, was it really is cool. Fun. Just hang with Dr. Starzl. For... <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, so then actually when I did uh, – That's funny. I think I, when I did uh, it, uh, It's the Neighborhoods, we, we asked Dr. Starzl if we could walk with him around Oakland again because that was so much fun. And we ended up going into uh, Kunst Bakery when Kunst Bakery used to be right there. Did people the- recognize Dr. Starzl? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was wondering because, you know, he's one of the great, you know. Well, if you're in uh, Oakland, there's a lot American. of people who hang out at the hospitals and we're walking around who have people in the hospitals and stuff like that. And Dr. Yeah, okay, Starzl. Yeah, in the hospital. I mean, I don't know right. now because I think he's been retired for a while. But, but he you know, should be. He, he yeah. was a god. You he always was- wonder, like, you know, Rocks, Billy Joe, I remember an interview why am I, you know, but Dr. Starzl or someone isn't recognized. I think every years. year there's always the, the possibility that he's going to win the Nobel Prize for medicine. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, but he's still alive. So. Yes, he still can. Yeah. It, okay. I want to ask a couple, couple more questions, Rick. Wrap. I want to get get to Mr. Rogers. What was he like? I, I got a chance to meet him a couple times, just briefly to say hello. It was always exciting, and I got to see one of the tapings. Our friend Margie let me see one of the tapings once. He was one of the coolest guys. I, you, you know, he's an icon, obviously, and a hero to many. Yeah, you I mean, got to know him pretty well, know, right? You hung out with him. Everybody knows what Mr. Rogers was like. Yeah. He was like he was but on TV. Give me something personal. I mean, that you, that, well, I mean, got you. That's kind of. I cool. always said. I mean. People who work at QED all have elevator stories because you'd sometimes get in the elevator and Fred would be there. I mean, like, you know, yeah. how amazing is that? You're riding the elevator with a, a national <laughs> a celebrity, you yeah. know? Um, and he was always, you know, um, essentially, like you see him on TV, as I think someone once put it to me, it's like he is on TV, but with an adult sensibility. It wasn't like he was talking to you as a kid. Right. But, mm-hmm. but he was a gentleman who, you know, respected everyone who never liked to answer a question he would always turn a question around yeah like you know if you said you know rick where would you go for and he, right or fred where would you go to eat dinner he'd say well jimmy where would you go <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that's his technique um but i mean uh, when i came here from south carolina <laughs> and i was working i i i, I told all my friends uh, i work on the second floor of wqed so does fred rogers we share the same men's room that's pretty cool, you know. It, yeah. It, 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 and, it, yeah, and and this guy you work with, you ever get never lose his temper, like in the in an elevator, like, can I spell down take my parking spot? You know, so, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I told, I, maybe I've told you. I don't know. I, there's a little story because Margot Woodwell was our station manager at that time, and parking was always a problem. QD is still a problem, um, but there's some spaces under the building, and our building looks like a bunker and it's all concrete, but there was a space that barely fit two cars. And that was Margot and Fred. Ah, okay. So was... And Margot Woodwell told me. I mean, she had worked <laughs> with him since she was a, a young volunteer in the 50s. You know, she worked on Children's Corner, his first show and everything. And she said that one day she came in and she noticed there was a line drawn. <laughs> Fred threw, drew the line. <laughs> That's painted. awesome. It was painted. There was a line painted on the wall and on the ground. So that, you know, the division of their things. And so she said, no, that was really weird. And she said, and then she saw him on the elevator and she said, Fred, uh, you know, uh, I thought we were friends, you know, there's a line drawn between our cars. And she goes, and he said, Margot, 
I did that so we remain friends. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't cross the line on Fred. That's awesome. That's awesome, Rick. Another uh, question, Rick. You know, you are uh, you are Pittsburgh. We always say that. Do you ever have an offer to leave Pittsburgh? Because you're very talented at filmmaking. Have, have you ever uh, thought about it? Um, have I ever had an offer? I don't yeah. think I really have. I mean, actually, maybe once. Somebody in Cleveland was interested in me coming up there, but oh god, that would have killed us! <laughs> I would have never gotten over that. That's Thank like God, you're in the number one draft pick. I wouldn't have, of all the cities, I wouldn't be able to make it. I would have been in therapy over that. Um, but but no, the the thing is, I mean, we've spent 26 years now. Yes, I mean, in the nice, we, we were saying how cool Pittsburgh was before everybody was saying how cool Pittsburgh was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, um, and I know that when I came here uh, from South Carolina. I actually had no desire to come back to Pittsburgh. Pit, that was not on my list. I know that there are the, those Pittsburghers who leave, and that's what, you know, they can't wait to move back and, you know, go, go do a job somewhere else for a while so they can come back here and retire or something like that. I had no desire to come back to Pittsburgh. I got this job by answering an ad in a trade journal. Okay. You know, that a friend who I'd worked with in South Carolina who was working in Denver saw, and he called me and he said, Rick, there's an ad in Broadcasting Magazine. You should answer. And I said, why? And he said, it's in Pittsburgh. And I said, do I want to go back to Pittsburgh? (laughs) And he said, you never see a big station like that advertising for a producer. You should try for that. And so it's just like you always hear. I I wasn't dying to get back to Pittsburgh, but I sort of thought, well, maybe I have enough experience now. I could get that job. Right. And that's sort of why I I wanted to see if I could get the job. So I sort of threw together a letter, and I said I worked at Horns downtown when I was in high school, and (laughs) my parents still lived in Bethel Park, and (laughs) I knew how to get to Oakland on the streetcar. And, you know um, (laughs) – They called me and said, well, "Did you come up with the idea for the Pittsburgh history series? I mean, for the actual idea of Kennywood memories and or whatever the whole idea." Actually, at my job interview, I said the, I had done a, a documentary about the state dance of South Carolina, which is called Shag the Shag. Okay, um, and it means something different in every other English. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. It means certain, certain <laughs> but in America, you know, it's shag but I remember going to Myrtle shag. Beach as a kid. Yes, I remember in, here in Myrtle shag Beach, and everybody and shags. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's anyway. their slogan. Yes. Um, and uh, no, uh, actually, the cameraman that I did the, sh- the shag movie with, we, we got to go to Australia for 28 days for my old station. Wow. And, and people, uh, I remember these, we were interviewing these young women who were in, involved in the arts festival we were covering. And they said, well, what have you guys done? We said, well, we, we, we did a documentary called Shag. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, really. So they think you're making porno or something in America. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but at the, my job interview, uh, the woman who was talking to me, she said, uh, you know, I, she said, we'll have to find something like Shag. If you came here, we'd have to find something for you to do like Shag. And I said, I'd like to do a show about Kennywood. Huh. And, and she it was is. like, Ooh, <laughs> that amusement park. <laughs> and she was from San Francisco. Oh, she didn't get and it. And huh? she had never been to Kennywood. Oh, all right. And I said, you know what? I think for people who grow up here, that's a big thing. Uh, Kennywood is a, like a once a year day that's mm-hmm. that's really important. And so, yep. it was that, you to big, her credit, she then said, that kind of launched it, didn't it? Kennywood Memories. That certainly made people pay attention to us. Yeah, that was. And it, we didn't call it the Pittsburgh History Series then. We don't call it the Pittsburgh History Series till a year or two later when we did Holy Pittsburgh. That was the first one that got that little. Yeah, little animated sequence at the beginning, and that was because we had heard that they were doing a Los Angeles Pittsburgh history series, <laughs> Los Angeles uh, yeah. history series. Yeah, they were doing the Los Angeles Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> but yeah, they were doing the, the history. So you guys said, "All right, do Pittsburgh history series." Do Pittsburgh you history, know, it, and it's it, just stayed. It's a good. It's a good umbrella title that all these things fit under. Um, I don't think we even think of them as history shows. We just think of them as. I mean, I don't make them to be history shows. I make them to be interesting. You got to be sitting there thinking, it's a great legacy for you to have in your life, man. Because, I mean, they still live up to it. Like, for instance, Kennywood Memories made, what, 20 years ago, whatever, 25, whatever it was years ago. And you could play it, you know, in the beginning of the summer, man. And there could be a young kid watching it for the first time. And it still has the same vibe. It's still, you know what I mean? It's not dated, in other words. I'd say 99%. Their styles, you know. Actually, because we were putting this thing together, the clips for this party yeah, the other the night, my editor was looking at some of those, the girls. And oh, the hairstyles hair. up from yeah. the era. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't look at it That's anymore. Uh, you know? <laughs> can you believe people had hairdos like that? That would have been. <laughs> it was like perm time, you know. Everybody yes. had frizzy hair. Early 90s or whatever it was. 90. There's a, one woman we saw that? in the background, and we just stopped it. And was like, look at that woman. She's a poodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worst uh, worst idea ever pitched to you for like a you because know, you you do I know people come up to you all the time because you from all the you know 
stories you do from strip show to you know north side stories south side people come and pitch to you ideas all the time like, hey rick you should do this one yeah people do say that all the time <laughs> but um I can't say that there's a worst one. I one mean, had me laugh. Or you say, I can't believe I was told this. No, it's just that it's pretty – because I've been doing it for a while, I can sort of uh, know that right away uh, that wouldn't work, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually sometimes people say, like, why don't you do a show on firemen? And I say, well, you know, like, I love firemen, and I love to do a story about firemen within a neighborhood show or something like right, that. Right, right, but just the but one a whole thing. show on firemen, I don't know if I'd watch it. How are you going to do an hour of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's what I I like to find a to, a topic that's big enough that I can sort of do lots of stuff, and so that's why I, I mean when I did Pittsburgh A to Z I thought this is perfect. Well, you cover <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this you is cover. perfect. You know, twenty six little stories that was too many. Um, but uh, then you know what makes Pittsburgh Pittsburgh? That's perfect. You can mm-hmm. do any story you want because all these little things are what makes Pittsburgh Pittsburgh. Um, and so last year we did – it was my 25th anniversary. Last year I did 25 things I like about Pittsburgh. Um, and now this year, I mean, the show that I've, I've just gotten funding for and everything, we're going to call a, a History of Pittsburgh in 17 Objects. Really? Okay, I like so, that. In 17 Objects. Yeah. I mean, it's, you huh. know, it's not an original idea. The, the BBC did a, a radio series called The History it. of the World in 100 Objects. And then last year, the New York Times did a special section called A History of New York City in 50 Objects. Now, do you, you already have them in your head? With no, I have not. I mean, I was some of them. Sit down. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, one of them will be a hot dog. <laughs> it's got to be. There's this it's got to really, be. No, there's this really incredible history of the hot dog itself in Pittsburgh that I don't I, – I wrote about it in Pittsburgh Magazine once, but I've never had it in a show. Um the, the skinless wiener was invented here. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> At Mellon Institute A lot of people didn't know this. Huh. Really? Yeah. Dr. Starzl. <laughs> no, no. The skinless wiener was first here? The skinless wiener was invented by scientists at Mellon Institute around 1905. That guy um, doesn't get any credit. No. no <laughs> Doctor Who. Was a, um, mayor, it was uh, Tom Murphy was mayor at the time, and he invited me to talk at a breakfast thing. Or yeah. So I went down and I talked to somebody said what do you work and i said i'm working on a show a national show about hot dogs yeah and some guy came up to me afterwards and he goes you know what i've always heard that the skinless wiener was invented at Mellon institute <laughs> and i said yeah only rick would know the stuff <laughs> and i said i have no no one's ever told me this and i'll we'll check it out and i went back to the office and then nancy coast was my associate producer and i said nancy this guy just said can you call Mellon institute and see what they know about skinless wieners so she got the librarian there and they talked nothing they can't find anything a little reference in like 1952 she was able to find and uh i said that's way too late <laughs> and so i said well like let's find out who did invent the the, the skinless wiener. wiener yeah and we find out that there's this packing company a meat packing company in chicago we invented the skinless wiener and so i said well call them maybe we'll do that as the story right and so she called and they said oh, we have a brochure about the, the invention of the skinless wiener and they, nancy said oh great send us one so we get it. The first line is working with scientists at the Mellon Institute in Pittsburgh. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We created the, the the and what they did was hot dogs were so popular <laughs> so fast around 1900 that they thought they were going to run out of casings. That there wasn't going to be enough animal intestines to make the casings. That's insane. So they wanted <laughs> scientists to make a edible synthetic casing. Wow. Something that you could huh. eat that would be, instead of an animal casing, it would be something else. And they decided the best thing would be vegetable. You could eat something vegetable. And then they decided it would be cotton. If it were a really thin layer of cotton, you could eat that and you'd be all right. I mean, not like a wow. cotton shirt. but Yeah, just like but a, still a, a thin a, layer a, of a, cotton, though, yeah. Yeah. And so there's all this stuff about scientists making fun of the uh, those scientists saying that they were making undershirts for sausages in here this, and this so what they what they did was they they actually got it to work but when they s- then smoked the hot dog which is what you do to a hot dog it's smoked meat cotton burn off it slid off oh and so then they realized oh well all you need is it there to form the hot dog okay and then it'll slide off and that's so how they do you it you don't need a casing you can have a skinless wiener how about that? Ah, that guy invented it, walked ah. out of the, the, the laboratory and said, take that, Jonas Salk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I invented Chicago's the skinless always, wiener. Chicago's skinless always wiener. cutting in on our inventions. You said the skinless wiener, like the Ferris wheel. George Ferris is ours, but Chicago claims it. Exactly. 
Get you, Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) The whole whole Ferris wheel was built here and shipped by rail to Chicago. To Chicago. And, uh, you know, I... uh, it's so funny because the 20 some years I've known you, I don't know why, I've always asked you, oh, Rick, you should do one on haunted houses. And yes, the other day when I was at your party, someone came up to me and told me that. Go, hey, I heard you're uh, asking Rick to do this thing on the haunted houses. I said, yeah, I've been asking for one. You remember that question it's about the out. worst idea? It's, <laughs> it's me. I wish I'd remembered that. The whole time it's me. <laughs> the worst idea. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're the best. It's Rick Seaback of uh, WQED. And, and uh, Rick, keep doing great work, man. Just don't, don't let up. Just keep your best works. Your best work's going to happen, man. As long uh, as they let me, up. I'll do it. <laughs> ah, you're the great. Thanks for coming Thank by the show, buddy. Thank you very much. It. Thank you all. Rick Seaback, and we have Terry, Mike, myself, and uh, John is on the road. Thank you so much for downloading. Everybody's there, huh? Yeah, Johnny. Where, where are you right now, by the way? I am in. Uh, I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, but I'm headed tomorrow to Wausau, Wisconsin, and Stevens Point. Okay. Uh, are you, you guys all- laughing at me? Yes. I'm sorry, I you got all the exotic. Yeah. yeah. First thing we're thinking, all the exotic places. You got them all covered. Really yeah. nice. I like it. <laughs> Very good. Well, Appleton's a home of Rocky Blair. We grew up, so it's yeah. kind of cool. But anyway, but, oh, that is cool. But uh, yeah, so so you're in Appleton. So uh, a tough, tough uh, sledding was. Is the ride been pretty tough to get there? Or flights? Well, I mean, it just just crystallizes my belief that I need to get my car fixed next week. <laughs> uh, I can't really. I can't do this much longer, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no airport. To Wausau, Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. you're you're screwed any way you slice it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, it's the price I pay for being a successful comedian. That's right. You know, that's the way I look at it. That's the way it is, man. You, exactly. It's all part. It's all part of it. Until you get your private jet. There's you a guy. Actually, when I got to Appleton, I was like, my friend's picking me up. Really funny comic named Mike Merrifield. He picked me up and. Uh, he, uh, when I was waiting for him, I, I looked into the the waiting area for the in Appleton, and there was a guy who looked like he was on Duck Dynasty, and he had a uh, he had a loaf of white bread in his lap. Nice, <laughs> nice. And he was eating a plain piece of white bread, pausing to examine it in between bites. Oh. <laughs> like maybe a chain. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, this is... This is still white bread. This is wholesome. This is all part of my uh, carbon-up diet. And, carbon- I mean, it's just the, it's, it's the usual stuff, man. It's like um, I let... There was a couple that wanted to sit next to each other, so I moved. And then because I moved for him, he felt like, you know, he wanted to tell me, you know, all about his life and stuff. And then we're just sitting there and I, you know, I'm ignoring him. And then he, uh, he, uh, he goes, hey man, can you smell my feet? What? he had his shoes on. Can you smell my feet? And I'm like, no, I can't smell your, I mean, are you asking me to smell your feet? Because I can't. I can't now, but I'm sure if I press my nose up against them I could smell your feet if you wanted to <laughs> that's what you're into wow so far yeah it sounds like sounds like a dream trip Johnny we're really envious of you right now yeah, let me put this in perspective for you guys I left Pittsburgh at <laughs> one in the morning yeah. okay yeah and I just got here <laughs> Oh <laughs> put it in perspective. That's great. It's, yeah, man, it's it's, it's a, sounds like a, a lot of. And fun. I was like, "Hey, look, I'm going to make this trip. If I don't get arrested for being drunk at the Pittsburgh Greyhound Terminal, <laughs> I'll make this trip." Oh my god! All part of the John Evans Greyhound tour, man. I like it. As it turns out, half the people in the Greyhound Terminal also drunk. Oh. So I just blended in. I didn't stand blend out. Blend in. Oh, God. But I will say this. Yeah. In Cleveland, the the the, uh, the security in Cleveland is stricter than what it is in an airport. Really? You have to yeah. go through the heavy screening, huh? I got off the bus, 
and I took my bag with me. I could have left my bag on the bus, but I took it with me. Yeah. And uh, then I went in the terminal, and I saw these guys, uh, two cops, and they're stopping every person before they get on the bus, and they're going through their bag, and they're, uh, they have one of those electric wands to see if they have anything metal on them. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, and uh, knew that I was, uh, I had contraband with me. I, uh, I was like, I, t- I turned around, very suspicious, turned around, went back to the bus driver, and I said, oh, I didn't know I could leave my bag on the bus. Could I just leave this on the bus? And she's like, sure. What? So I left my, bu- my bag with the contraband on the bus. Good move. So when they, you know, attempted the cavity search, uh, it doesn't sound like strictest. They would find out I have no cavities. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like this. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, free dental on Greyhound. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't sound like the greatest security ever, but you know, you can get away with anything by going, can I just leave this here? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Leave it on the box. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I circumvent yeah. the system? That's the thing. Like, I don't know, man. I... I, I I've, every time I get off a of Greyhound, I always say, never again. That's <laughs> uh, your slogan. <laughs> and then circumstances, you know, your water pump goes out. You're, mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're back on the uh, back on the You're bus. back on the, on the road. That's, hey, you got a little toilet in the back, though. That's a good and I think, my, I think the bus driver on the last leg of it was trying to set some kind of some kind of ear hair record. Oh, yeah. He had, like he had going? two Hitler mustaches coming out of each ear. Really, Johnny? <laughs> is it the kind of could like twist? He could twist it while he's driving, I guess, probably or something. Yeah, you know, or braid it or braid them. Did you want to tell him but about no it before fights, you left? No fights, no sex. I mean, that's what I look for in a Greyhound trip. Nobody fought. Nobody stole anything. No one urinated on themselves. Uh, I did have one moment where my alarm, I guess I set my alarm a couple nights ago for like 7.30 in the morning. So my alarm goes off and this is a new phone and I'm like trying to figure out how to turn it off. And uh, some guy goes, hey man, I don't want to hear that. Oh, okay. And I'm like, look, dude, it's a new phone. I don't know how to turn this off. Thanks. I appreciate your... (laughs) Your concern. Yeah. There's guys with their feet off, uh, their shoes off, rubbing their feet, and you're yelling at me about uh, two minutes of an alarm? Jeez. Is that- <laughs> I got enough problems as it is. That's right. Just get your, yeah, tuck your ear hair away and get away. But that's, uh, Johnny, thanks, man, for the travel. We're going to have to do the travel log now while you're on the road. Just get yeah, an update. Yeah, I can't believe I missed Rick Seaback. That's one that I really would have. Uh, is he going to do that crack house tour? I keep trying to get him to do crack houses <laughs> around here, John. He just won't do it. Flop won't listen. Of Alan he won't listen. Second and ten. We gotta, They're known to have the best crack. We got to do it. <laughs> got to keep. Can asking. you see that? I'm trying, Johnny. I, I keep asking. I keep asking, but Johnny, I'm glad to know that you're back in America, uh, man. I, I thought yeah, you were still at the massage safe. parlor in Colorado. Yeah, I'll be back on Sunday, and I'm okay. home all in November. All right, brother. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, buddy. Glad you're safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, bud. Talk See to you. John. Miss Bye, you. John. Miss you, guys. We miss you, we miss you, we miss you brother. We miss you, man. Miss hugs. you. <laughs> <laughs> Let the gun Greyhound see you doing that, blowing the kiss. Sit <laughs> over here. All right, Johnny. See you, bud. All right, thanks. There's Johnny Evans on the road. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. <laughs> 